Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of All In Tech, and today we're going to be talking about the Galaxy A22 5G. Now I know it's been a little bit, nearly a month, I think actually has been a month, um, since its release, but I do know that this has been actually making a little bit of headlines, uh, you know, kind of recently, where it's been kind of a really good phone for what it is, and it offers a good amount to you know, the consumer. And so I wanted to check this out because obviously, um, for some reason, this one tends to outshine the A32, which is supposed to be a higher phone, higher end phone, a little bit higher, just one tier more um, than the Galaxy A22 5G. So kind of interesting that this one's sort of better than the A32, which is often really praised. Uh, and so you know, we're going to talk about this because it sounds very, very interesting. So let's get started. Alrighty then. So the Galaxy A22 5G, it was announced and released, uh, or announced June 3rd, released the 24th of June of this year. And with the weight, since it does have a pretty big battery, it's going it's gonna to be 203 grams, so around 7.16 ounces. Um, for the build quality, you do have a glass front, plastic frame, plastic back, you know, the usual when it comes to these more budget phones. Now, for the display, we have a 6.6 inch TFT 90 hertz display. So the TFT, as you all know, I'm not the biggest fan of anything other than AMOLED displays. Uh, it's just, it's not something that I see enjoying i mean i've i've seen a lot of other computers where they have lcd tft displays and i'm just not a huge fan i've only seen some rare occasion where i've only been impressed by one lcd panel and that's pretty much it but other than that i just i can't they just don't there's not really that good of, of a screen display they even had an on on the iphone 11 uh, which I really did not like. I saw it in person. It just, it looked dead of a phone. You know, the the vibrancy was down. The color accuracy was down. The angles were off. It just wasn't a good display, no matter how high-end you can make it. It's just not, for me, it's not. Um, but this one does have a 90 hertz refresh rate, so it kind of makes up for it there. I think the A22, the 4G model, does have an AMOLED display, but it kind of, uh, it doesn't, have the 90 hertz display so you kind of have to pick and choose there it kind of sucks that samsung couldn't make it an amoled display after all the a20 that was initially launched was a very good phone and had an amoled display now the resolution stays the same as most samsung phones with a resolution of 1080p by 2400 aspect ratio of 20 by 9 it does have an 82.3 screen to body ratio so kind of low on the screen to body ratio but it's okay and it has a 400 ppi density uh i rounded up it's 399 but nonetheless still very much identical uh, overall so a very good display overall i would say not too much of a fan of the display type but you have a pretty big screen and it's a very smooth refresh rate screen so 90 hertz is definitely a nice thing to have now for platform for the platform we have um Android 11 with One UI Core 3.1. And so I've learned up until recently that Core is actually a slightly, just slightly different version 
of One UI. And so basically it's kind of like a, a budget version of One UI. So it kind of it's it's kind of interesting. Luckily the I think the A42 probably. But I do know for a fact that the A52, A52 5G, A72, and everything higher than that, they are all running the real One UI 3.1. But anything lower than that, they're going to be running One UI Core, which is basically kind of like, I guess what it says in the name, you know, only the core features. That's pretty much it. So that's kind of what, you know, what comes with these phones. I don't know just how... I guess watered down it is, but I know that Samsung does a pretty good job of giving you features and just regardless giving you a, a good experience, or at least for me, that was the case. I personally don't have a problem with this. Uh, the core doesn't seem too much different from One UI. Now for the chipset, you do have the MediaTek Dimensity 700 5G, which is a seven nanometer chip, which believe it or not is actually a more efficient chip than the one in the Galaxy A52 5G, which right now is the highest end A-series phone. And it's the phone that I have right here in my hands. This thing has a 750G Snapdragon chip, and it's an 8 nanometer processor. Why does the A22 5G have a, five, or a 7 nanometer processor? Just to give you a little bit of perspective, the 7 nanometer processor... Um, they're used in things like the Snapdragon, uh, I think it was uh, 855 and the 865. Those were seven, seven nanometer chips. Why is that kind of chip inside of this flat in, inside of this uh, thing? I, I now I'm sure that since it's a MediaTek one, it's not going to be as fast or as efficient as a Snapdragon chip, but nonetheless, it's still technically more efficient, technically better, but. The Snapdragon will always be just be better overall, uh, so I don't expect it to be that much of a difference. But you should get decent performance out of this one. I've seen the speed tests; uh, it performs better than the eight, I think the A12, and more, uh, even more better, uh, or uh, better than the uh, A32 5G, which is kind of surprising because that should be technically the better phone. Now. For the GPU, we have the Mali G53, so not the best, but we still have a decent enough for you to make some decent games, you know. Uh, for the memory, we do have expandable memory, so that's pretty nice to see now that Samsung took them off their flagships. Uh, for the internal configurations, we have four, and the first is 64 gigabytes with four gigs of RAM, so not the best. I would recommend going up higher. Uh, the second one is 128 with 4 gigs of RAM. Again, not the best in terms of RAM. The third one is 128 gigs of internal storage with eight gigs or 6 gigs of RAM. And then the highest end configuration is 128 of internal storage with 8 gigs of RAM. Personally, that's the one I would buy if you can spare the money. Uh, you will get the best performance on that model because you have, well, you do have a good amount of space. Uh, but not only that, you also have a lot of respectable RAM. Because with RAM, I mean, it's just so important because with even if you have a good processor but a low RAM, it just it doesn't end up well, especially if it's a very inefficient RAM. It's just not going to run well. I mean, it just, it just doesn't. So trust me.
the A51 from last year. If you please, I I do apologize for the screaming in the background. If you guys heard that, um, some crazy neighbors. And if you're the crazy neighbor listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't mean it. Anyway, so we have the 64 megapixel, or sorry, we have the, the highest end configuration. That's going to be the best performer out of all of these. But moving on to the cameras, we have a triple camera setup here. We have a 48 megapixel main sensor with no fancy optical image stabilization or anything like that. You know, just a normal primary sensor. So no optical image stabilization like we see on the higher end A series phones. Um, we have a five megapixel, five megapixel ultra wide lens. Sorry, I just dropped something. Um, but we do have a five megapixel ultra wide lens, which is not a lot for what it is because five megapixels is basically nothing. But at least you have an ultra wide lens, I guess, uh, should be something fun to have. Although I don't rely on its, I wouldn't rely on its detail or color accuracy because five megapixels is really not that much now the third camera is a two megapixel depth lens so as you can see very budget friendly uh these are very budget cameras two megapixel depth this is really not going to do much for you i mean it could probably do something in terms of portrait mode if you have portrait mode on that phone uh but i wouldn't really see it doing anything other than that now for features we do have a weird recording uh, ratio uh, or recording resolution, which is 1552 at 30 frames per second on the main camera. But on the selfie camera, we have an 8 megapixel sensor with 1080p 30. So kind of strange. Not sure I've seen that before. I don't know if this was a typo in the stats, but I'm pretty sure it was. My For sure, it has 1080p recording. It's just how it is uh, with most pretty much all phones, you know, that's the standard 1080p recording. Now for loudspeaker, you do have a loudspeaker. It's only one firing at the bottom. So it's not like dual speakers like you see on the higher end series phones. Uh, you have a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, which is always nice to see. As you all know, if you're into the editing life, I think you need to have that kind of headphone jack or if you just want the highest quality sound. Now for Bluetooth, we have Bluetooth 5.0. We have NFC, and we do have an in-display fingerprint sensor for biometrics. I think you also do have face unlock, but it's not, you know, it's not as secure. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Now, I know I did just mention that there was a fingerprint underneath the display, but no, we have a fingerprint on the side, which is on the button. So it's side mounted. Side mounted. Now, personally, I really like that. I know that for I don't know for some reason ever since the S10e came out I really liked the idea of a side mountain fingerprint sensor because it just made sense and I mean it just works it works very well it's very consistent you know it's tried and true but it is cooler to have the in display fingerprint sensor in my opinion I personally like it more but moving on to the battery we do have a 5000 milliamp hour battery so for a phone that doesn't really have that much of a power consuming, you know, features and device, whatever, a uh, 5,000 milliamp hour battery is quite a bit. And so I think that this is definitely going to help out a lot. So if you are on the road, you, you know, for the most time you spend your day out, 
5,000 million power is definitely going to be good for you. But I think that the 15 watt fast charging that's included here is kind of a drawback if you're um, in need of a quick charge. So if all of a sudden you find yourself on low battery, it's not going to be great uh, in terms of recharging the device because it does have a slow 15 watt fast charger. And I know I say fast charger because that's what Samsung calls it, 15 watt fast charging. And while in theory it is sort of-ish fast, it's just not as fast as their 25 watt fast charger. And definitely not as fast as that 120 watt charger from Xiaomi. I mean, that's just insane. But it is what it is. You know, for colors, you have gray, white, mint, and violet. So similar to the colors that you see on the higher end A-series phones, uh, they're going with that same color scheme. Uh, similar, uh, I wouldn't say similar design, but uh, slightly different design. But my personal favorite would be white or mint. I know some people really like those soft colors of mint and violet. And so my personal favorite, I would take mint, uh, maybe uh, white. But I know a lot of people have their own preferences. Now for the main star of the show is the price. So this phone obviously was targeted at a market where, you know, it's not you know, you're looking for a good phone, a phone that works <laughs> um, without obviously issues. And so on Amazon, if you go for the A22 5G, you will find it for around $319. And it's going to be factory unlocked and all of that. Um, and just, I think for $319, $320, maybe $350, I wouldn't say this is the best deal in the world. Like, if you're looking for battery life and decent performance, I think you're you're pretty much golden here. But honestly, if we were talking about this price, I would honestly suggest the A52 from last year, which is around the same price, believe it or not. It has a better display in terms of display type because it has a super AMOLED display. It may be missing out on that 90 hertz, yeah. Uh, but you get a bigger display, smaller chin, you get the hole punch display, you get the in-display fingerprint sensor, you get, um, I think, what I think, well, I don't know if, about better design, but that was really up to personal preference. But you get, uh, a, I wouldn't say a better performing phone because it's it has an even worse chipset than this. But I'm just saying overall, you get a pretty decent phone. This one seems kind of imbalanced, in my opinion. This one just seems to have good amount of features in this end and then misses out in the other end and then goes back to good, then bad. For the most part, the A51 is a good overall phone. The only weakness, I would say, is the performance of the phone. So if you care about performance more than most other things, then I would think that the A22 5G is a little bit better. But if you care about... If you if you just do normal things on your phone and you're not pushing it too hard, the A51 I think is a better phone. Even after really two years, it really beats a lot of these budget, more budget, A series phones. And so, I mean, that's just what I would suggest. But overall, I think it's a pretty decent phone. Definitely big battery, good performance. Um, also, you get better cameras on the A51. Uh, or you can go with the A52 5G, or 4, 4G, sorry, 4G, because the 4G model costs only $30 more than this. Uh, I would suggest making that jump. Better performance, better cameras, um, slightly smaller screen. It's a 6.5-inch display, but I don't think you're going to miss that 0.1-inch. Uh, 
you get a slightly smaller battery at 45,000, but I think you just get a better overall well-rounded smartphone rather than a little bit clunky of a smartphone with the A22 5G. Just my opinion. If you really like this phone, I would suggest go for it. Um, especially if you are already weighed your other options. Definitely, I think this is a pretty decent phone for what it is. You know, I'd suggest going for the higher end RAM model, which is like the six or eight gigs of RAM. Definitely, that one's going to treat your treat you better than the four gigs of RAM. I would highly suggest you go for the six or eight if you can. Other than that, I'll talk to you guys a little bit more right after this. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you guys in the next one. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode, and there's a lot more to come. We have uh, quite a bit of things to talk about. I have some tech products here in the studio, and we're, we're definitely going to review them. We're going to talk about them. I will have YouTube videos on them. So a lot of more, th- a lot more things coming up, and I also am... Um, I'm in the I'm in the process of buying a speaker, which I really do want to try out. And so we'll talk even more about that speaker as well in the future. Hopefully in a couple, hopefully in a week or two, we'll figure things out. Um, but yeah, so see you guys in the next one. Till then, peace.